It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Upfront program on WNRI uh, Thursday edition. And uh, on Thursdays, uh, we're graced by the presence of uh, Mr. Christopher Boulay, better known as Chris Boulay from here on in. And uh, he uh, is in studio with us, live and direct. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. Graced or tolerated? <laughs> <laughs> right. We um, we enjoy your visits, and uh, we look forward to uh, your input on so many topics. And I have a, a pretty good idea of some of the topics that Chris is going to address during the program because he uh, keeps me uh, informed uh, with the topics um, that he, he sends along his emails ahead of time. Gives me a chance to uh, read up on them. Some of them I know something about. Some of them I don't know anything about. Well, that's the whole idea behind having co-hosts on the program and the whole idea behind having guests on the program to talk about uh, the issues of the day. You know, Chris, I had a, a guest yesterday, Paul Pence, running for lieutenant governor, and he was so qualified and so articulate uh, that he'll never win. <laughs> Isn't that did, too bad? Did, I mean, did he twerk or something or, uh, or not? No, no, he didn't twerk. <laughs> but, you know, I never knew it. Did you know what that... Now, now Jeff Gamash knew what that word meant. Uh, can we spell the word? Do you know how to spell it? Twerk? Is that how you pronounce I, yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's uh, T-W-E-R-K, twerk. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. Did you know what it meant? I, unfortunately, I did. Yes. I, I, I did. So it, it's not the first thing that came to mind when I saw the video, but uh, it was explained and... Uh, uh, and then, of course, it made the, the national news with uh, Tucker Carlson laughing. And uh, I, I, Tucker, Tucker uh, as much as I like him, I don't think he likes Rhode Island. And he's constantly picking on it. And he recognizes that it's a small state. And he throws us in with um, uh, the mafia and, and, and uh, you know how corrupt we are. And, of course, he jumped on uh, uh, Miss Mack's... Um, Tierra uh, Mack. Yeah. Huh? It's... it's, it's it, well... You get they get the government that you deserve, and mm -hmm. they've already done a good job years ago where they cut down. Oh, geez, was there 125 state reps and they cut it down to 75, and I think there were 75 senators and they cut it down to 37. And w when you see something like that, and somebody, I mean, she's an incumbent. This isn't some fringe person running; she's an incumbent. And when you see that, you're like. Not that every system's broken. That's the whole thing. You know, every system's broken. But how do we make it more attractive for qualified people to run the state instead of running into the ground? Now, this activity that uh, Senator um, Tierra Mack um, did, what she did is uh, she got up on her head in a, in a bikini. And the bottom part of the, the bikini um, was just a, a piece of string. And then she turns around so you can see her behind. And then I think the twerking is is wiggling your behind. And um, and then that was a campaign um, promotion that she was doing. So she's wiggling her rear end upside down on her head. Um, it wasn't a very attractive rear end, and you know, I mean, I, not that I not that I pay attention to these things. <laughs> But I, I am so grateful that you're taking the lead on this. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. What do I have to lose, right? <laughs> I understand what you do. <laughs> anyway, and this is a campaign uh, promotion to uh, get her reelected. So what I finally concluded about this uh, is that this is a generational thing. So if I put this same scenario in front of a 30-year-old or a 35-year-old, uh, they're going to find it humorous. I don't find it humorous only because it's an elected official. And even though she represents a district in Providence, she is still a Rhode Island state senator in my state. And even on your off time, I don't think that's the behavior of a senator. Even in my off time, I'm not even elected. But I, I uh, you know, have been watching my behavior in my adult life in, in this business 
because I don't want to get embarrassed. But maybe that wasn't an embarrassment to her. I'm thinking maybe it's generational. Maybe somebody like me will find it distasteful. And maybe my son, although, oh no, no, he would find it distasteful. <laughs> um, but maybe somebody in a younger age bracket would not. Well, you asked me what, if I knew what twerking was, and I do, and how to spell it, and I did spell it correctly. But right now, as we sit here, I got my Apple laptop open, and, and I put in twerk. And the top three hits are New York Post, Dan Rhode Island State Santa, uh, was it Taria? What's it? Tierra. Tierra, like Tierra. Mac ripped for video of herself twerking. Indy 100, a U.S. state senator sparks debate after twerking upside down in campaign video. The next one, Newsweek, video of Tierra Mac, Rhode Island state senator twerking on TikTok goes viral. So um, she accomplished what she probably wanted to accomplish was with people talking about her. And I have no idea uh, who her opponent is, if she's even running uh, opposed. Yes, yeah, she has a, an opponent, yep. Uh, I just don't know who, but... Uh, uh, like, <laughs> without even doing any research, I, I would be voting for the other person, you know? <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> all, all the person have to do is right. go, to, go to TikTok, look at my opponent, and uh, you decide. Uh, we'll put it this way. If I, it was... I'd vote for Alex Kithis before Tierra Mac. We'll put it that way. <laughs> you want to stay away from that one, no, too? No, no. I, I, I'm giving this the thought, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm kind of inclined to, uh, to agree with you. <laughs> All right. We have some... Uh, well, no, at least bring up... I brought yeah, up that me, topic. Let, you yeah. bring up one topic, and then we'll grab some calls. Let right? me, let, yeah, let me bring up a, a brief topic that is probably 180 from what we were talking about. And... Um, as I said before, I touch upon the, the markets and what I do, and then we let any phone calls come in to, if they want to get any deeper. But if you think it was a difficult uh, six months of the 2022 in the, in the U.S. equity markets, you're, you're not mistaken. The uh, S&P 500, which is the largest 500 U.S.-based capitalized companies in the country, basically the most valuable, so it gives a strong indication of what the market's doing. It was down 20% uh, in the first half of the year. The NASDAQ, which represents some of the same companies, but companies that are, that are more technology-rated, like Apple and Google and what have you, Microsoft, which is on all, all the exchanges, but 28%. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down around 15%. So this is the first, the worst first half since 1970. It's one of those things I always think about the fallacy of vividness. If you stub your toe this morning, it hurts a hell of a lot more in your mind than if you stubbed the same toe six months ago in the same way. So the freshness and the fallacy of vividness, you can really feel it. But as I sent some topics to you and I CC'd Amy on it, talking about the market, if you go back um, 10 years, the S&P 500 is averaged 11%. Past performance, there's no guarantee of future performance, but the market's still higher than it was, you know, two and a half years ago. So we don't know what the future is going to hold. There's a sense in my business that it's really just a couple of things, one of them being inflation and the thought of, you know, really driving the, the lower-end consumer out of spending more money. Gasoline, 5 6 $7 a, a gallon, different places. Uh, diesel even more expensive, adding fueling uh, inflation. So those are the things that are going on right now. And as I always am, I'm always hopeful for the future. The market goes up over 75% of the time. So hopefully there are wild swings here and we don't know what the future is going to hold. But as I was driving up here this morning, I think about President Biden inherited a really strong economy. There were some really strong, solid, fundamental things that President Trump did. And undoing these things has turned to be a very problematic for America. And hopefully at some point, the Democrats will feel uh, we got to reverse some of these policies back to Trump or we're, we're just going to get slaughtered uh, in November, which they will anyway. And we'll talk about the optics of the some 470,000 barrels of oil going over to uh, Europe from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Terrible optics. So uh, I'll leave it there and uh, we'll see where the phone calls take us. All right. Thank you. And uh, we'll take uh, two calls and then we'll do a few uh, advertisements and then we'll uh, introduce some more topics. So I'm going to press this button. I don't know if it was first or not, Hello? but I do know one thing. Um, we're going to take the call right now. Hello, what's on your mind today? 
Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, good morning. Yeah. Oh, good morning, guys. Hi. Uh, I don't know where to begin. Yeah. Uh, Chris, the Fed has uh, said on the stock market that they were not going to raise uh, interest rates until the end of August. That's about a month and a half away. And, uh, and inflation is roaring worldwide uh, around the world. Um, very interesting thing that they're not, they're going to wait one and a half months before they make a move. Um, that's going to, uh, uh, keep inflation going at the rate it's going. So, um, I, uh, I see this as a, uh, a fulfilling prophecy. Uh, a prophet wrote 410 years ago, uh, he that earneth wages to put it into a bag with, uh, with holes. In other words, the prophecy of a leaking bucket, you pour water in the top and you've got holes in the bottom that's leaking out. That's what inflation is. You put money into the bank and it's leaking out through inflation. It's becoming worth nothing. Uh, how much How much uh, into the future are we going to see the effects of the last three months, Chris? How far are we going to go into the future with just the effects of things that have not been done in the last three months? Well... The most dangerous words in the English language are, it's different this time. When, when you say that, usually you're wrong and history kind of repeats itself. Uh, so, Mr. Nobody Calls a lot, hopefully he's listening and maybe he'll call. And he and I have a slight disagreement that um, inflate, uh, raising interest rates is going to tame inflation. We saw that in Turkey where they committed financial suicide, where they actually lowered interest rates to slow down inflation, which, which is stupid. It doesn't happen. So for years and years and years and years, the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates to cool the economy. Now, having said that, um, Mr. Nobody's position is that it's not going to work this time, which tends to be dangerous. But if, in fact... That some experts say that this is all supply chain driven and you're just going to exacerbate things by raising interest rates, then maybe, maybe this time could be a little bit different. So that's really the key because raising interest rates is not going to help anything in terms of getting uh, things done. You, you, can't, you can't get a new car now. There's a lot, you, it's tough to get appliances. Um, my, my brother had, a, had an issue in California and it's going to take a million dollars to rebuild part of his house and the biggest issue they're going to have is where they get all the supplies. So if in fact that is the case, then the Federal Reserve may be better off holding off uh, raising interest rates. So only you made a good point. Only time will tell if, in fact, that we're going to see a reduction in inflation by having supplies. If you want oysters and um, you don't have the supply of them, it goes up. And we can talk about the tweet that the president put out, which was so embarrassing, you know, saying that gas, uh, individual gas stations have to lower prices right now and do it right now. And, of course, the communist... Uh, party in China said the president finally figured out that capitalism doesn't work and it's terrible. So um, remains to be seen. I, I've always been very open-minded and, and very respectful and appreciative of the Federal Reserve and the way they've done things. And I think they're between a rock and a hard place. So based on what you, you, know, you said and we've talked about, I, I think that is prudent. And we'll, let's see where it's going to Go And the worst thing that happens is, and I don't want to, you know, there's the old joke, don't waste a uh, crisis. If the inflation continues up till November, we'll have all the Republicans in. So we're going to win either way. <laughs> the, the, the consumer's wealth, uh, Chris, has that dried up? In other words, are they spending money on inflatable issues uh, that is drying up their ability to spend at uh, uh, the usual uh, uh, markets that they go to? I, I, I can't answer that question, but what, what I can tell you, up to this point, the highest GDP per capita of the United States of America was highest under the Trump administration and has been declining uh, a good amount under the Biden administration. How much of that is inflation? Probably a lot of it. How much of it is a weakening stock market? A, a lot of it. But the GDP 
uh, was the highest, per capita was the highest under the Trump administration, and it's going down. So when you say in November, are you better off than you were two years from now, as Ronald Reagan would say in 1980 to, to Jimmy Carter uh, during the uh, during debates? Are you better off now than you were four years ago? The answer was a resounding no, and Carter got crushed. And it'd be very hard to be running for Congress right now in the midterm elections and say, you know, you're better off than you were two years ago. There are many, many politicians who are, do not want to be seen with President Biden or Vice President Harris, so, so they get it. So we always appreciate your call. It's nice to chat. I don't have all the answers, but I always try to go back historically and look at these things uh, because history teaches us a lot. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Appreciate it so much. And one more call here. Hello there. Welcome to your front program. Thank you. I'll try to be brief. First of all, the twerking, I think, is a sexual move. It's, if you picture her standing, the movements of the twerking is kind of simulating, I think, female response. At any rate, the bottom line is that Mr. Kiffis undoubtedly is of the same mind as Senator Mack, Mackey? Mack. M-A-C-K. Yeah. Well, th- th- they're all those progressives. And what is disturbing to me... You, you, you've just, you just kind of pivoted from that to progressives, though, right? You're not tying uh, uh, him to that, right? Or... Not tying whom? They're all, yes. Mr. Kippis is a progressive, and I believe uh, Senator Mack. They're all part of that progressive, ultra-progressive uh, group. Did so, I? Right, but you, so you put a sentence on the end of twerking, and now you're going to progressives. Yeah, yeah, tie yeah, that in. Because yeah, I just want to make sure you're not trying to tie Mr. Kithis to anything that she did, because that that's that's very inherently very unfair. Yeah, they're both progressives. Yeah, period. yeah. So let's put that. I sa- Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh! I, I please don't let me be unfair. What I'm saying is, this Senator Mack is part of that progressive group. You said that you would rather vote for Mr. Kiffis than this woman. I'm saying they all share the same view. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Okay. In yeah. my we kind of did that tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. We were just joking. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of do it tongue-in-cheek. Oh, but, see, I, I uh, missed the joke. Yeah, I, mean, I missed the joke. Okay. So I, I'm, not, I'm not in a, a very joking mood these yeah. days, but yeah. I'll get there. I'll we're get so there. clever here, so, right, Dr. Chris? <laughs> you, 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 you should see the smile on our faces, you know? You are both extremely clever. So anyway, um, what what disturbs me about uh, Senator Mack is not so much that she wants to do kind of an obscene uh, off the dance floor dance, but that she um, prides herself in her previous teaching career and teaching self-pleasuring to younger people. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, you can, you can do what you want in your private life, but these people don't want to do that. They want to force their private lives on the rest of us. And I'm going to say they lack self-respect, they lack, they lack self-dignity, um, and that's a big problem in my opinion. The second thing I want to say is that I heard this morning that Warren Buffett, is uh, buying stock in a um, company, an electric car company, that makes their cars in China. That disturbs me more than Senator Mack, to be honest with you. And my last comment, I don't know if we can wait till November to get rid of these people. I think, as I have thought for a long time, that they are deliberately destroying America. Lastly, I'm going to eat my homemade bread pudding um, with the pudding top that I that my grandmother made, and I'm going to take my vitamins and listen to you people because Thank you. you are so brilliant, <laughs> yeah. so brilliant, so witty. Yeah, but it sounds like the so, joke was only understood between the two of us, so that's not uh, very good communication. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, no, 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 no. Maybe <laughs> I'm the one that's on the outside. Maybe everybody else got the joke and I didn't, but that's okay. I'm in not I'm not in a terribly joking mood these days, but 
It'll come. Have a good day. Thank you. We're moving on here with uh, Scott McGee. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Remember, we have luncheons Monday through Friday starting at noontime, $5.99 and up. And then Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu or honey jack chicken or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Was in there last night, and um, Brian LaHousse announced to me, we are opening, uh, we're going to be doing basically what Chan's is doing. We're going to be opening at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Monday through through Thursday at uh, Grumpy's. And then we'll be open um, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays um, at the regular hours around noontime. Last night I had the grilled sweet chili chicken strips. It was part of the $10 dinner menu. Those are tender chicken breasts grilled and brushed with a sweet and slightly spicy pineapple chili glaze. And then tossed with fresh peppers and onions served over a... A bed of white rice. It's uh, one of the $10 dinner specials on a Monday through Thursday basis at uh, Grumpy's in South Bellingham. All right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jerry Kayer is going to check in, and then we'll check in with um, more conversation and more opinion. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. From my fan club, uh, Chris, uh, here's uh, Roger. This all concerns uh, Melissa Murray. I think the only person that was uh, pleased with my interview with Melissa Murray was... Uh, two people, I think, were pleased with it. Melissa Murray and me. Anyway, Roger, <laughs> I was surprised when you interviewed Melissa Murray that we, the voters, were not able to call the show and ask her questions. Also, emails read from callers seem to be handpicked by Miss Murray. I liked your interviews with politicians usually, but this interview was all softballs that you gave her. So, as you know, Chris, here's the way I, I work it. Um, when I have a guest like Melissa, I turn the screen around here in the studio, and if she doesn't like the email, she deletes it, right? And if I don't like the email, I don't read it. And so, therefore, most of the emails don't get on the air. And, yes, Melissa handpicked all the questions that I asked her. She, uh, before she came in, she wrote down all the questions to ask her, and I couldn't sway from uh, that and so that's the way I in- interviewed her. Do you yeah. believe that? <laughs> <laughs> that's what this guy believes. Uh, All right, I want to. I did, I, did, I did hear some some of the interview. Yeah. I mean, it's very very nice lady, mm-hmm. very nice young lady, very well spoken. Un- unfortunately, her policies mm-hmm. are going to destroy Rhode Island if if she was to be in the majority. So I don't think she belongs in the, in the Senate. But um, you know, she she's. Very pleasant, well-spoken, and, um, you know, my issue with her is many of them, but um, one of the major ones is we, we've got an exodus of, of uh, wealthy people leaving Rhode Island. It's not my um, 
feeling. It's the Department of Revenue can see it. And if we start raising the 5.99% to, to 9%, um, it's going to continue. You look at New York, the, 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 they're chasing people. They're moving down to Miami, uh, the wealthy people. So I think your policies are terrible, and I, I think it's easy to bifurcate the policies versus the person. You know, when she gets here, already you know that um, uh, from previous interviews and previous legislation, she wants to tax, or tax the rich. And number two, she wants to support abortion protection. So what am I going to do, Oscar? How do you feel about taxing the rich? Or should I replay what you said two years ago? Because it's going to be the same thing today. How do you feel about supporting abortion? Um, we already know about that. So all I wanted to hear about was what is new. Uh, does anybody want to change their mind about her? I would imagine most people in North Smithfield and Socket know exactly how they feel about her. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wish uh, the candidates running against her good luck but, um, in the campaign. Sometimes half of life success is, is just showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she showed up, right? Yeah, And uh, we can say, more, uh, say uh, a lot less about some of the other folks that you've been trying to interview. Well, talking about people who didn't show up, uh, the governor is coming Monday morning. And um, and Dick Bouchard, who's usually on a Monday morning, has agreed to uh, take another day. And uh, thank you, Dick. I don't think Dick wanted to interview him, though. <laughs> but anyway, the governor will be in studio on Monday morning and we will be uh, chatting with him. We're giving him enough questions so that he can write his questions out ahead of time. Uh, and, so, and also, um, I can... Uh, Throw him some softballs too. What a, what a, what How about a, a new topic. Okay, new yep. topic. Um, as, as you know, I, I went to a, a baseball game um, Tuesday night. Yes, uh, with, with the family. Did and they, they win? Uh, no, they lost. Uh-huh. But but it, for, for me, at the Red Sox, if they, all I wanted to do, and I've been to many many games, not many in the, in the recent past, but remember the one we went to? Oh yes. Yes. Lady, should I tip? No, I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> right. On Storo Drive? On Storo Drive. <laughs> hey. I'm- no, I'm not going to tell it. Uh, well, we can say we saw David Ortiz's 2000 career hit. Uh-huh. And uh, the Red Sox put up like 24 runs. Uh-huh. And we, we, had, we had a great time. We, we sat in the luxury box. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was great. Uh, that was a big big night for me. I never sat up there before. I, I don't sit up there that often. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's to, to me. And and I, and I well, I'm going to digress for a second. Um, years ago, Jerry Boulay, um, who was my second cousin, was mayor, and for some reason, whatever, the Red Sox were giving signed baseballs. Uh, by the red, 78 Red Sox. So this was in 78. And uh, he gave it to me. I kept it for years and gave it to my son. It's it's an heirloom. It's, you know. And I recognized all the players. Every single person signature on that, I knew the player. Everyone. I went to the Red Sox game Tuesday night. And <laughs> there's like five or six guys I know. And my desire of even caring about them winning. All I want to do is see the Red Sox hit one home run. They hit two. So I was happy. But the the point I was making, they 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 did a moment of silence uh, for the people who lost their lives in the July for, uh, Independence Day massacre, which was awful. Four people were shot, and just just terrible, terrible. But the only thing I want to bring, Chicago is going to have over six hundred murders this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it's 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 twelve a week. You know what what about those people? So yes, this was awful. Um, we, we want to prevent these things. We want to have mental health checks. We, the whole red flag law is another thing that is open that I'm not really sure about. But um, hundreds and hundreds of people are being slaughtered every week around the city, around the country. In, in Las Vegas and in, in uh, Louisville and St. Louis and Washington, D.C. And those people uh, have lives, too. And that's what I want to say about that. All right. Want to take some calls? Absolutely. Okay. Hello? What do you want to talk about? Well, this morning, uh, I had the opportunity to speak to many women from early 20s, uh, late 20s, 30s, 40s, to 80 yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the topic was the person in power that made a fool out of herself and demeaned women. Some of them are just went up to high school. Others have doctorates. And they all had the same concept, and they're all working. 
own the own, they have their own homes. And like myself, we've had our home the same home for 50 years. And they felt that that fool hurt women because of her actions. She looked demented. Now, she's supposed to be someone you look up to. Well, I, I think the point where we're making, there, there are many cases like that where we've got to take a look and make sh sure that we, we attract the right people to running our, our government. And in, in a case like that and other cases that we can discuss, we, 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 it looks like we haven't. It looks like, you know, something like that probably shouldn't be a, a state senator. I'm not sure. Um, I think this too shall pass. I think next week there'll be something else where we can accuse somebody of doing something that demeans women. And we'll forget about this one. But it certainly got uh, everyone's attention. We, as we discussed it, it's on the, the national news. It certainly made Rhode Island look bad. But um, there's, there's going to be more of that in the future. So, you know, this too shall pass. Well, get a lot of sleep, but I'm going to be up to it. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. We appreciate it. Let's move on to another call on the Upfront program. Yes, what do you want to talk about? Um, good morning. I should like to make a couple comments, please. Proceed. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't going to comment about this, but I, I realized that this whole twerking incident is a bigger issue, a bigger problem, and the previous call kind of touched on it, but... Not only demeaning women, but demeaning every one of us in Rhode Island. She demeaned every one of us. I mean, she's, she's in office now, and she's running for office. Is she a complete fool? I think so, because she didn't think that if you're running for office or you're in office, your conduct is going to be scrutinized, especially when you're running. Hello? What kind of judgment does that show? Not very good judgment, I would think. So she really is saying to all of us, in a very graphic way, in a very improper way, I don't care what you think. I don't care what anybody thinks. And I'm going to do what I want to do and basically to hell with the constituency. And quite frankly, I don't think someone with that attitude should be in office anywhere from any party. So that's all I wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, you, know, you know, Chuck. Uh, before I let you, yeah. before I let you go, I guess that, that you bring up an excellent point. And then, and I did not know this, Roger. You know, informed me this morning. She does have an opponent. So it'll be very interesting. You know what, how people react to it. Roger said it's a generational thing. My thing is trying to keep an open mind about this, which is very difficult to do. When she when she tied it to her vote. You know, that was really, you know, tying to voting for her. I mean, she really crossed the line there. Her personal life, well, she put it out there probably in very bad taste. And then, but to tie it to, you know, re-election campaign, I, I think, really is what gave it national news. And well, it'll be fascinating to see if, uh, you know, if people uh, voted back in. Well, this, this was intentionally done. Yeah. yeah. Because she obviously wanted publicity. And what better way than to... Um, basically flash your goods in the face of people, literally. And quite frankly, I'm not interested in her goods or anyone else's. I'm interested in what you can do for the state or the country and if you have a brain in your head. Well, this obviously proves that the only brain she has is one of self-centeredness. So thank, thank you. you very much. Thanks for the call. You are Bye -bye. welcome. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. Roger and Chris in the studio. Do you have anything you want to read there? Uh, yeah. 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 An, an email came in for us, a question for Chris. It says, good morning, Roger and Chris. I am currently working full-time and then some. I recently stopped contributing to my 401k to start investing in reselling sports cars, uh, cards excuse me, and other toys. These sports cards and other Hot Wheels can yield quite a profit. But with the recession coming, did I make the wrong move or should I stay on track that I am? I have no real seen no real increase in my 401k recently. In fact, I lost $1,800 over the last year or so. Um, what, what, you're, what you're asking for is, is really, and I can kind of bring this down, this is just diversification. So stocks and bonds are not the only thing that folks own and folks should own. So on a very high level, 
you see people bidding $600,000 for the last touchdown pass of Tom Brady, which turned out to be not his last touchdown pass. So very, very wealthy people, and sometimes they're nameless, are investing in these things to diversify. Um, a company like UBS or any major company is helping people manage their art portfolios, um, other portfolios. So if you can do both, do both. Um, right now, I always say 401ks are a great place to invest because you're dollar cost averaging. In other words, you can uh, put money in you know, weekly or monthly and you're never buying at, at the bottom. So sometimes that's helpful in a market that's not moving. But if you're enjoying um, sports cars and, and hot wheel cars and, you, and you're actually making a profit at it, um, I don't think you're making a mistake by doing that at all. It's just another diversification. So any wealthy person um, will, will diversify. And I hope that answers your question. Well, it answers my question. Uh, you know, uh, I think what you're saying is that we shouldn't always have it always in the stock market, right? <laughs> right. I mean, okay. It's not the only place to invest, right? You know, today, today's a day with a, uh, that ends with a Y, so I should mention Tom Brady. Uh -huh. I mean, I have a, a signed jersey, a jersey from Brady, which I actually paid $99 for, and then he signed it. But it's framed. It's probably worth $5,000 today. Um, those things go, go up. I'm not a big collector at all in these things. I have some, uh, I have some hockey cards from, you know, 30 years ago for some players that have some value. So um, if you enjoy it um, and those things tend to appreciate, but what's going to happen is they're going to appreciate in spurts, just like real estate. You know, real estate probably hasn't outperformed stocks over the years, but you may see, you know, a $500,000 house jump to 800000 in two years, but that $800,000 house may go down to 400000 in in a bad recession. So diversification is always a great thing. Just like my copy of Mystery Train by Elvis Presley on the Sun label before he went over to RCA. Hmm. Yeah. But you, it's worth $12. Yeah, you, you, you also have a signed Tom Brady uh, book, right? Yes, I do. Well, it's devalued because it's the Roger, right? Right. right. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, where, sorry about that. Where is it? In my basement or in my attic? All right, don't lose it. No, no, no. I, <laughs> that was a little joke there. Good morning, Roger and Chris. Rhode Island is on the national map thanks to Senator Mack, also known as the twerking queen. You know the old saying, negative attention is better than no attention at all. I'll close with this question. What's your opinion on... Comrade Joe sending USA oil to foreign countries, including China, says Sandra. We think it's a great idea, right? <laughs> yeah, we think he's really smart. Well, well, Sandra is incredibly smart because, not just because of this, but that was also next on my list of things to talk about. Uh -huh. So, instead of increasing refinery production, and a CEO of a major oil company noted this, I did not know this, we haven't had a refinery built in the United States since the 1970s. So, which talks about West Virginia versus EPA, we can, we can talk about that. But the reason why, I guess it was Philip 66 sent over 470,000 uh, barrels of oil over to Europe is because we had no refinery capability and they had it refined over there. It's only a million dollars, a million uh, gallons a day being released. But the optics of this are incredibly bad. It's incredibly, incredibly bad where we're paying $5 or more at the pump in some parts of the country, $7. And then the president is making a short-sighted decision to release some of our reserves. And those reserves are being sent over overseas. If that doesn't make you angry about, about this administration, then nothing will. And you'll never see the light of day as far as I'm concerned in terms of politics. This is very, very bad. Um, and what's made it worse is there was a direct question by the media yesterday to the press secretary of the, of the president, and she just punted on it. And there may be, as I read the articles this morning, there may be a situation where the administration didn't know about it, and it was done by the independent Philip 66 oil company, but you've got to address this. This is awful um, in terms of the optics of helping out Americans. Upfront sinks to a new low level. Email to the program. Hey, Booch, that's me. You've got nothing to do with this email. No, you, you don't want anything to do with this email. <laughs> Hey, Booch, 
To each his own beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Remember, Booch, that some women pay for that look. Plastic surgeons make big butts. Uh, plastic surgeons make some butts bigger and other butts smaller. Is that what plastic surgeons do? Are the, have you ever heard of anybody operating on a behind? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's called a, a Brazilian butt lift. All right. Yep, I've heard of that. Thank you. Yeah. I am so nice. But to each his own. Yeah. I mean, every, yeah, some people like blondes, some people like brunettes. It it's, it's, makes the world go around. Let's go grab another phone call or two. Hello, what do you want to talk about? Well, I was talking on another show with someone, and I, I mentioned, and by the way, nuclear update, Idaho is spending $3 billion. Yeah, I heard you last night. Oh, okay, you heard yeah. me last night on that yeah. one. Yeah, um, the, the bottom line is, so I was talking on another show, and like he said, this, the host said, not to put down the General Assembly, but he didn't believe they had the capability, the, the knowledge. To make the decisions they're making regarding our energy. Well, how can you have a situation where we got lawmakers making these decisions if we've got people who are experts in the field thing? You know, they they don't they literally do not know what they're doing. And we have bigger problems in Turkey, you know, and that's one thing. And another thing is the state of Rhode Island is going to give a discount to people, a rebate. The state is giving you a rebate. $2,500 if you buy an electric vehicle. So my tax money is going to support an electric vehicle that someone else is going to buy that I can't afford. Well, that, that, that's already happening at the federal level. And to, and to make it worse, um, are, are you in a union? No. Okay. So it, it gets it gets even worse. So what, what, what Biden's proposed is that... There's a $7,500 tax credit at the federal level, but only for manufacturers of automakers who, who use union shop. So what the, that's made to exclusively include, exclude Tesla. So that would be, you know, for GM. But if it's not union labor, then um, you don't get the credit. And, you know, that, that it, it goes beyond that. Isn't that kind of illegal? I mean, can he really, uh, it, it sounds to me like it would be illegal to, to, to what is that, like, his own personal bill of attainder that he's written against Elon Musk? Well, yeah, and, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. and we, we may get to it, may not get to it. And I'm sure we, we probably should do it now because you're, you're on it. You know more about energy than Roger and I to get, uh, together. But West Virginia versus the EPA. So, you know, the, the liberals are going crazy. But who wants unelected bureaucrats expanding the scope of laws beyond what Congress wanted to do what they want? What they don't get is if somebody was in, in the White House was anti-environment and saying, well, don't enforce those things. They, you know, going back to the Constitution, lawmakers make laws, the judiciary, uh, judiciary interprets them, and the president enforces them. And that's why, that's why this is the greatest country in the world. So this is going to have far-reaching effects. All right. I'm going to do one more thing. I'm working on it. I'm going to give you an actual number. It, it, it may be cheaper to actually build the nuclear power plant than just building the battery backup for the solar and wind. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I think it and would probably, be. I, need, I know Germany spent more money on solar and wind than France spent on nuclear, and Germany failed them, and they're lighting up all their coal-burning plants again. So we're going to, you're actually going to spend more money on something that don't work, doesn't work, and if we built something that did work, oh, the, 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 there's no, there's no question. You, you're, you're on. The, the, I think, and I think Roger feels you're, you're on the right idea. Hopefully, somebody will see that. And what it becomes is an education. If, if you're a tree hugger, and I use that term loosely, right. you want the environment. You've got to make sure that you people, these people, understand that advanced nuclear and nuclear in general saves the environment. Thanks uh, for. He reminds me of a man talking about electricity in 1850. Yes. You know? This is coming. Yeah. It's going to be you're, the greatest thing. You're a man ahead of his times. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. All right. Now uh, we're moving on here on uh, WNRI. Uh, big traffic uh, Big traffic hold up on, um, let's see, Route uh, 295 northbound by Route 7. Traffic is backed up 295 northbound. So uh, that's um, 
uh, a, a traffic alert for our listeners. Topic or call? Um, just, I think we'd be remiss not to touch this very briefly, and then we, if we have time, we'll get into it. UK Prime Minister Boris yeah. Johnson has agreed to resign. Uh, you know, England is a lot like us, and I've mentioned it's a big deal for me that the best parts of the English history and and and, and country and government were taken uh, by our founding fathers, and I think that the crap was left behind. But I read some of the stuff that Johnson's been accused of, and you start to apply it, and I'm sure we'll see some kind of editorial. You apply it to the United States, and Joe Biden should have been gone the second month he was in office. Um, some of the stuff that he's done to, to hurt this country. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the, per, the next person is probably also going to be friendly to the United States. It's been a history. Margaret Thatcher, still living, she commented on this. I haven't read it yet, but it's a lot to do about nothing. But um, when you don't have the support, you don't have the support. All right. Um, we're going to take that call now. Hello. What would you like to talk about on the Upfront program on WNRI? Hi. Oh, hi. I'll be quick. All right. Good old Joe. He's going to cut everything President Trump did to make our country better. He's reversing. He's going to lower the tariffs from China now, too. He's going to give them our, our oil. But uh, but I don't only blame him. I blame Congress, too. we got to get these Democrats out. They already... Shying away from him, they know he's not all there or whatever. So I blame Congress too. They can do something to stop all this garbage. And uh, oh, there was one more thing. Oh, I always forget. Oh, oh, the closer we get to the primaries, the more we're going to see that they're going to do for us people. But I won't forget. Because if they get reelected, they'll go back to the same garbage. So, in fact, they lowered the gas prices. So, I will not forget what they put us through. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks for the call. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI, sponsored by The Honey Shop. Upcoming events at The Honey Shop, Sunday, July 10th at 11 a.m., the uh, wood-burning uh, class. Friday, July 15th at 6 p.m., the Mexican Fiesta Cooking and Dining Experience. That's Friday, the 15th of July. 17th of July, the Beach Theme Make and Take event. Those are just a few of the um, up-and-coming things happening at the uh, Honey Shop. Of course, you can get honey there, too, and and great foods. And uh, you've got to check out the uh, the gift ideas. We're the Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Would you like to make an appointment for one of these classes? They also have a Tuscany uh, Italian class uh, coming up. Give Kathy or Paul or whoever answers the phone at 766-1488 a call. And make your reservation or ask your question. If you love food, you'll love us at the Honey Shop. All right. Um, Another topic, uh, sir, or, um, or are we out of topic? So could we go on till noontime? Oh no, we we could we could go on forever. Uh, going back to our, our last caller, yeah, the 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 approval rating of Biden is getting ridiculous, and I think when people get their hands around this issue at Reuters and how badly, sorry, the story in Reuters about how some of the reserve was sent overseas, and that might that oil was designed to reduce the price pressure here. I mean, you can make a case that it's one giant market in the world, but I don't think that's going to resonate very, very well. And I think back to, you know, Jimmy Carter. And Jimmy Carter, you know, had a failed presidency, but the, the guy was a commander, I believe, in a nuclear submarine. Uh, just a really, really smart guy. Yes, he was. And, and um, just handles some important things very poorly. I think Joe Biden, back in 1988, he had to leave uh, uh, the presidential race because he got caught plagiarizing speeches. The guy's been a fraud his entire life. That was 34 years ago where he was running for president as a senator from Delaware, and he, 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 he pulled out. He is doing such a such a poor job that you can only feel that Susan Rice and, and, and President Obama are pulling the strings behind 
I want to make that point. And then I want to go back to the other important thing that the last caller made about the GOP. Are they crazy like foxes? Are they just buying their time, pun intended, and waiting for November? Because the, the stuff that Trump got impeached for having a conversation with the Ukraine uh, you know, prime minister, I believe, or the um, representative versus the stuff that Biden has apparently done. And they have a voicemail of him saying that he was talking about the dealings that his son was having uh, overseas. And there are witnesses that are saying that he was getting 10 percent of the cut. All of those things are the most in, uh, impeachable offenses I've ever seen. So the GOP has been quiet. Maybe they feel it's fait accompli that they're going to take over in uh, in November. But this is unbelievable. I'm not one for mentioning uh, impeachment very often or off the cuff. Uh, this is probably the most impeachable offenses I've ever seen in my lifetime. But if it's impeachable, it won't happen until after November. <laughs> right. <laughs> hence, hence how the Republicans just waiting their time. All right. We're going to let this caller at least make their point, And uh, then uh, we'll end the show. Hello there. What do you want to... Hey, Raj and Dick, uh, I'd just like to say, uh, first of all, I'd like to say God bless uh, for WNRI. We need this uh, radio station. Uh, John Voigt was on. He was in Midnight Cowboys, Stars Republican, and he says it's time that we have, and uh, Chris, I believe the gentleman that's on now, just led me up to it. He says we have to impeach uh, Biden now. Uh, There's no time to waste. Uh, he's been an outspoken Republican. Well, I, I hate to use that word. I'd rather use truth. You know, a Republican is telling the truth. Uh, and uh, this man is exponentially, in my opinion, uh, his boss, Joe Biden's boss, is Obama. I call him instead of Obama. Uh, and he's uh, they're destroying our country. We have to save our country. And I don't know, like... Uh, Someone said, if we'll have an election in November, because things are happening so quickly. We have uh, run out of time, sir. I'm sorry yes, to say. Sir. All yes, right. Sir. Thank All right. Thank you. God bless. All right. We got the uh, I think we got the drift of it. Thank you for being here, uh, Mr. Boulay. We uh, my pleasure. We appreciate it. And uh, offering your uh, your contribution to the program. And I guess we'll see you uh, tomorrow on the Upfront program. Have a good day, everybody. Take care. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.